Hey there, and happy day to you. I'm just checking in really quick before we get into today's episode to let you know about a couple of things. If you missed it, we are doing a holiday mindfulness challenge over on Facebook. And even though we're halfway through, you can totally still join us if you are up for tackling this holiday season in a different way and really enjoying the holiday season on a different level because you're able to connect and stay centered in yourself and not sort of be drawn into the chaos that is happening out everywhere around us. So if you'd like to join, you can hop on and um, watch the videos from earlier this week and catch up, you know, even if you're listening to this days afterwards, feel free to um, join that Facebook group and I'll put a link in the show notes so you can go there. Or if you just go on Facebook and search Holiday Mindfulness Challenge, hopefully our group will come up. So wanted to let you know about that. I also wanted to let you know that I am I've opened up the wait list for the Hormone Breakthrough Blueprint. We're doing another round of my signature program starting in January 2023. And I've got to be honest, I'm blown away with the guest experts that we have on tap for this time. I can't wait to share them all with you. I will be sharing um, one more this week in my newsletter. If you're not on my newsletter, go ahead and sign up for that so you can find out. And then we'll get the rest of the list out to you the following week, because if you are on the wait list, you're actually going to know about the doors opening way before the doors open. So basically I've set aside a couple of spots for people on the wait list and you can get into the program over a month before anyone else does. And you're going to get a delectable price. It's going to be something to write home about because it's going to be such a reduced rate from what the program actually costs. So if you are interested in learning, not just learning about your hormones, but really getting empowered around taking care of yourself and your hormones. So it doesn't matter if you're 20 or 30 or 40 or 50 or 60, right? To understand your body better. And so you know how to move through the next stages of your life that are ahead of you when it comes to your hormone and overall health. And so this program really teaches you the foundations of your hormones, the foundations of taking care of your health altogether. And then we dive deep into the specific things that really impact your hormones on such a deep level, including your gut health and your liver health and your adrenal health and your thyroid health and how to know how all of those things are doing, right? Because you may not be aware how Um, the health of those things, because often those things aren't being tested by doctors. So you can really get underneath. If you have period problems, you can get underneath them. If you are preparing for maybe going into perimenopause or even menopause, you can get ahead of the game in terms of really taking care of your body. So it doesn't have to be this horrendous, horrendous change, you know, in life or transition in life, but rather a really beautiful transition. 
and just come away feeling empowered from a truly physical, emotional, spiritual, now I'm not saying religious, but spiritual. If you know, if you're religious, that can work for you. If you're not religious, it can also work for you. Um, but that soul level connection. So you've got the empowerment from all of those arenas in this program. And we basically have amazing guest experts that come and really clarify some of these areas that may be a little bit more complicated and make it easier for you to understand. And then we have that group support, you know, we're definitely there's plenty of built in time for just our little group of 15, because that's where I'm maxing this program out, that we can get together and talk through the ups and downs of, you know, changing, making changes, working on your hormones, getting things straight and also sharing all of our wins too. So I'm so excited about this program. It's going to be a 12-week program that is just going to be mind-blowing. And so I can't wait to share it with you. So if you want to sign up for the waitlist so that you are the first one to know when those few spots are opened, it's not even a few, it's three spots are opened um, early, then go ahead and get on the waitlist now because it is going to be announced just to the waitlist very, very soon. Um, okay. I think that's it. Today is a great episode. I really enjoyed doing this episode because it brought me back to how important our connection to nature is and how impactful herbs are and how impactful things like flower essences are. If you haven't heard of those before, you're going to learn all about them today. And my guest, Sarah is just lovely and really shares her passion for these, um, these things and, and how they can really help balance so many aspects of your life. So go ahead and enjoy. Hey there, and welcome to Hormonally Speaking. I'm your host, Christine Garvin, a functional health coach. Each week, I speak with an incredible guest expert on all things women's hormones. We're here to empower you to take back control of your body, health, and well-being, and to learn about the latest in research and solutions when it comes to getting your hormones happy. No part of this podcast should be construed as medical advice, and we always recommend working with a professional practitioner to figure out what's best for your body. Now let's dive in with today's guest. Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Hormonally Speaking. This week we are diving into something a little bit different. We talk somewhat about herbs on the podcast, but we haven't really delved too deep into them. Um, And I don't know, I can't recall if we've actually talked about flower essences in the past, which is interesting because it is something that was part of my training years ago in my master's program and can be really useful in a lot of situations as a very gentle support system that I think... um, Maybe we kind of jump over sometimes because we're like, let's do the big stuff and do it hard and do it fast, right? So today I'm talking with Sarah Marie Miller, who is a clinical herbalist, nutritionist, flower essence practitioner, postpartum doula, artist, and podcast host of Time in the Studio. She is passionate about womb wellness and loves helping folks to be more resilient, happy, and healthy through plant connection, nourishment, rest, creativity, and self-compassion. She is about to launch a course, Savor This Season, Food as Medicine and Herbal Self-Care, at the end of September. You can find her at her website, timeinthestudio.com, and that is T-H-Y-M-E as timeinthestudio.com. Welcome, Sarah. 
Oh my gosh, Christine, thank you so much for having me. I'm so delighted. Yeah, so wonderful. Like even just looking at your website, I was thinking about like, like that feeling of how um, nature and herbs and flowers can be such a support system to us. And especially I think as women, right? When this like super go, go, go world, And they can be such a reminder of just kind of really slowing down and sort of breathing into life in a different way. So um, I'm excited to talk to you about all of that today. Can we start off with how you got into herbal medicine in the first place? Yeah, beautiful. Thank you. And I think there is just such a amazing connection and revitalization that can happen when we connect with plants in different ways. And it can be you know, through flower essences or herbs or adding more plants into our diet. Mm -hmm. So there's so many ways to connect. And yeah, thank you for that question. I would say I've always been interested in plants and different healing remedies. You know, I did yoga teacher trainings and Reiki attunements and was always really interested in learning to feel better, learning acupressure and different things like that and interested in food. And then I was living in New York city about eight years ago and maybe it was nine years ago. And I just had all these weird symptoms happening. Didn't know what was going on. You know, maybe a year later after seeing lots of different doctors and things, it came to be that I had Lyme disease Mm. and I doctors were just not really any help at all at that point. I think it's getting, there's a little bit more awareness. There's a, things are getting a little bit better, but Mm -hmm. I think Lyme is still under, underserved and Mm -hmm. under, not understood very well. Mm -hmm. And so I started working with a herbalist that my friend suggested, Mm -hmm. Richard Mandelbaum. And it was so transformative, just starting to work with plants one of our sessions, we just took a walk through the park and we're just talking about plants. And he suggested all these different teas and tinctures to try. And I just, I started feeling better. And then I also worked with nutrition and started cutting out gluten and dairy from my diet. That made a huge difference Mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. And I just realized I wanted to study plants. And so I found a school in Colorado I grew up in Colorado, so I felt drawn to come back here. And and New York is just a lot. Intense. Especially especially when you're going through a chronic illness. Like there's just so much stress your body's going through. And then to be in a stressful, but magical place, but stressful. Right. Uh, It was just a little too much for my nervous system. So I was like, I need to be in a place where things are a little more chill and slow and nature oriented. So I came to Colorado and started studying at the Colorado School of Clinical Herbalism, which has uh, about a three year program and did all three years of that. Um, So just learning about different plants, how they interact with our bodies, working with flower essences And I got to work with a number of different practitioners through that time and kind of a lot of self-study as well, Mm -hmm. working with different plants and teas. And I've gotten better, not doing anything crazy and heroic or, you know, I think a lot of times with Lyme, 
people are, they'll take antibiotics for years. And I find in my experience, you know, everyone is different, but in my experience, that was not, I I did that for a couple of weeks and it just made me feel worse and worse and worse. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, that's not the path for me. Right. As we know, it wrecks your gut, you know, that's the hard part. It's like, how do you heal your body when you're wrecking your gut at the same time? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's, I just am so grateful for the plants and working with flower essences has been really transformative as well. So those are interesting because it's like a vibrational medicine Mm -hmm. and it was actually designed by a doctor, Dr. Bach Mm -hmm. in England in the 1800s. And he realized the underneath people's physical illnesses the true cause was from emotions Mm -hmm. springing up in the body. And Mm -hmm. so maybe it was fear or maybe it was jealousy, you know, different emotions really fuel what's going on externally Mm -hmm. in our bodies. And Mm -hmm. so flower essences were so profound at helping me kind of unravel and untangle the emotions Mm -hmm. that were at play. I find Mm -hmm. in chronic illness, a, a lot of emotions come with that and in yeah. nutrition as well. Yep. Yep. So there, I mean, we are, we are holistic beings. We have yeah. feelings, emotions, like we're vibration, we live in a vibrational universe. And so it's just so fun to be able to mm. add a flower essence into someone's life and see things just totally transform in this beautiful way. So Yeah. I remember taking, you know, I think I had maybe, um, two or three sort of, you know, extra classes that were part of my master's program in flower essences. And it was interesting because, you know, the, it it would be like a weekend class and we would go and, you know, kind of work through that first day and the instructor would create, you know, a flower or help us create a flower essence um, that day. And then you would take it that night and come back the, the next day and people would feel differently. You know, mm-hmm. it was like amazing off of taking it like twice or whatever it was, you know, over that night. And, and you can really see the power of that. And I, you know, I'm glad that you're speaking to sort of that emotional like component of health, which I talk a lot about on the podcast as being, you know, the driver of our physical symptoms and something that is so often overlooked because it can be tough, right? It can be Mm -hmm. tough to really get into the trauma, into the emotional stuff, but, you know, you can eat the perfect diet and take all the right supplements Mm -hmm. and move your body and all of those things. But if you have this underlying emotional component that you aren't dealing with, Mm -hmm. then things most likely aren't going to get better. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. And, and it doesn't have to be flower essences. Like I feel like even just drinking a tea, like Mm. chamomile tea just can reset your nervous system, help things release and relax. So I think even through just like sprinkling more plants onto our food, you know, Mm. doing food sprinkles Mm -hmm. like Hawthorne, that is a really beautiful heart medicine that Mm. can help improve circulation in the brain, in the body, in the heart. And it's also very heart protective as well, um, both emotionally and physically. They 
there are studies with Hawthorne that show that it helps to regulate um, heartbeats and can help to strengthen the heart muscle and yeah. make it more resilient. It's amazing. You know, it's just such a reminder that nature has everything that we need to heal us, you know, and we're, we're always looking for these really complicated things and, and it's, it's right out there. You know, I mean, I always tell people even just getting in nature and doing that, if you can on a daily basis is going to change a whole lot for your health, you know? Yes, um, yeah. so powerful. Like getting outside. I, I love when people can try to get outside before 10 AM mm-hmm. because it really helps to reset the circadian rhythm mm-hmm. within your body. Mm-hmm. You know, being near a window can help a little bit, but really getting outside a lot, a lot of windows have a UV coating right. protection. So mm-hmm being outside in the sunshine, letting the sun be on your skin and on your face. It just helps you to sleep better. Sleep is medicine as well. Like that is such a huge component to hormonal regulation and our gut microbiome. I mean, if we're not getting sleep, everything starts to Exactly. Pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, I'm sure it's similar with you. So many of my clients, particularly in their forties that come to me, the first thing we really focus on is sleep because their sleep is awful. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I I haven't had one of them come to me and be like, yeah, I sleep great for eight hours. Like, no, that's not what's happening. You know, it's, and, and like you said, I think, I mean, that circadian rhythm just underlies our hormones. And so we can't get our hormones back in check, you know, working right. If we can't get that circadian rhythm back in how mm-hmm. it's supposed to be working. Yeah. So can I ask you, um, I, cause I, obviously I know that it's individual and, you know, we would need to actually talk to someone to do recommendations, but with Lyme, I'm curious what kind of herbs were useful for you in that situation? Yeah. I mean, I think that's a great, I just want to just reflect that back. Like, yes, each person is such an individual. What works well for one person isn't going to work well for another. Um, But there are definitely things that I find are helpful for numerous people. Mm -hmm. Um, I really go to just helping to address depletion Mm. nutrient depletion and just adding in herbs that are just packed full of vitamins and minerals Mm. metals like Mm. just a daily infusion of nettles Mm. red raspberry leaf alfalfa you know a little bit of I love time, mm-hmm. you know, I need my podcast time in the studio and mm-hmm. time is an amazing antiviral, antifungal, antibacterial mm-hmm. herb. So it kind of, it gently gets into the body and kind of finds those little pockets of things that don't belong and just helps to gently excavate it. Mm-hmm. So I'm not into heroic medicine. Um, the school that I went to, Paul Bergner was one of the main teachers and he's kind of this legendary herbalist. And his big thing is be a boring herbalist. Like, <laughs> don't do anything crazy. Yeah. Just keep it simple. Yeah. Like, encourage more 
a variety of fruits, vegetables, and herbs, because most people aren't getting enough variety in their microbiome. And so if you can just add in a beautiful nourishing tonic with like 10 different herbs, you're adding in all these different Mm. phytonutrients and different, um, supports for the body so that we have this web of, um, web of support in mm-hmm. our gut microbiome rather than just like 10 different plants or something. Yeah. That so I find, um, just a really delicious nourishing tonic. I love go to cola is phenomenal in there as well. Um, cat's claw is a mm-hmm. herb that I worked with a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, Buner, Stephen Herod Buner has a lot of different protocols for Lyme. And I think there is validity to it. But for me, I found it to be a little bit too complicated and cumbersome and too many kind of heavy hitters for me. Mm -hmm. I just was more about like, just saturating myself in nutrients Mm -hmm. and demulcent herbs, bitter herbs. Like I love a little motherwort is wonderful for the digestive microbiome. I think remembering to add in those bitter flavors Mm -hmm. because there's this other herbalist Guido Masse, and he says, taste bitter to feel better. And it (laughs) is so, that is such a wonderful little saying because it's it's the forgotten flavor in the United States. And so I oftentimes wonder like, oh, are we sick because we're not tasting any bitter plants? So Mm. getting in those, that arugula, those radishes, you know, just different plants that have a little bit of that bitter flavor. Mm -hmm. It just helps to wake up your palate, your tongue, and those enzymes start being like, oh, oh my gosh, what's going on? This is (laughs) I have work to do, you know, it kind of, it's like this workout for our salivary glands. And then I love aromatic herbs to kind of act more like as a massage for the gut microbiome. Mm. So, you know, adding in a little bit of that lavender or anise seed, cinnamon, Mm. a little bit of clove, like getting in some aromatics and then the demulcents as well. So Demulcent herbs are really, really powerful in that they kind of act as this slime mm. and kind of coating the gut microbiome mm-hmm. from ta- from tongue to tail. You know, mm-hmm. it's just when you think of the gut microbiome, the the lining of our stomachs is only one cell thick, and so yes. it's very easy to get yeah. leaky gut yes. and you know, there's just these like holes kind of blasted through our belly. And so those demulcents kind of act as like a, a protective jello coating Mm -hmm. that surface Mm -hmm. so that you're less reactive to things. I find if people add in a little bit of marshmallow or Mm -hmm. slippery elm, aloe, seaweed, things like that, that are just really ooey gooey it helps people to be less reactive to things. It also Mm -hmm. supports if there's any issues with constipation or diarrhea. So Mm -hmm. it can can go both ways. Mm -hmm. It's great for issues with GERD or acid reflux. I think just having something that coats and is soothing, it kind of, um, it acts as this like gentle 
slime that helps to gently break away biofilms within the body Mm. gets those you know it kind of I feel like it's almost like this just rainwater washing away things that no longer belong within Mm. your body you know just Mm -hmm. it's just like softening and releasing things that uh don't belong so I find demulcents bitters and aromatics are my friend and just adding in a nourishing tonic. So I I just want to simplify that a little bit. So if somebody wanted to make their own tea that Mm -hmm. incorporated all of those elements, they could do something like nettles, alfalfa, they could add in some marshmallow root, Mm -hmm. some spearmint for that aromatic, a little pinch of motherwort for that bitter element, some licorice for a little bit more demulcent. So those are just some herbs you could add in a nourishing tonic to have every day. And raspberry leaf, oh, as we're speaking about hormones Hormones, and supporting women, Mm -hmm. raspberry leaf, raspberry leaf, oat straw, and nettles Mm -hmm. are three herbs that are oftentimes in um I put in formulas for women especially pregnancy postpartum mm, like mm-hmm. I just find that can be really supportive but raspberry leaf you know it almost has a little bit of that slightly fruity flavor that raspberry has and it's just this amazing womb tonic so it helps kind mm-hmm. of pull the womb back together it's very tonifying mm-hmm has that kind of tannic drawing, um, just supportive quality to it. It's also a really beautiful phytoestrogen. Mm -hmm. So adding in some of those phytoestrogens, like anything in the mint family, as I mentioned before, motherwort or sage, spearmint, mint, thyme, you know, those things that are, have those kind of minty qualities to them they're in the lamiaceae family is the mint family and adding those in um can just be really supportive for the the gut as well so i think a nourishing tonic tea is a wonderful suggestion and i love to add in yeah the raspberry leaf is just wonderful for supporting women and then getting in those phytoestrogens because they um, they help to excavate the forms of estrogen that are kind of the cranky, mm-hmm. cranky estrogen. I think it's estrone, mm-hmm. um, which is, you know, if you can help get that out of the body, it just helps us to feel better. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I love adding in herbs that, um, just support our hormones and, act as this web of support for our liver, our gut, our brain, you know, all these different aspects of ourselves. I love that. I'm like running to run and make a tonic for myself right now. <laughs> like All I want to do is drink tea now. Um, but you know, I, I, I'm so glad you brought up the bitters um, because I think that that's something, like you said, it's just not part of our diet in general, but it's interesting, right? Because a lot of people say that maybe drink alcohol will like uh, an alcoholic drink that has bitters in it, you know? So I, I tell people if they're like, what's bitters? I'm like, well, if you've had like this kind of alcoholic drink, like it has bitters mixed in and that's kind of what, um, levels out the flavor, you know? And it's like, you can take those 
without the alcohol <laughs> to yeah. you know stimulate your digestion. Um, I have, I, I don't know why I just always have been drawn to them if, since I first had them. And, and I like how many options you have now around it. You know, you can get like little sprays, you can keep it in your bag, that kind of thing. Um, and it's just something that you're like, oh, I just want a, a different little flavor and you, you know, take it. They're not all like super, super, super crazy bitter. Like I think some people think they are, but um, I think there's, as you know, we were talking about before we got on that, um, you know, in training through restorative wellness solutions, it's just like digestion is compromised in the majority of us in wow. the United States. Right. Mm -hmm. And we need to be stimulating our, you know, hydrochloric acid in our stomach, which the digestive bitters can help with. And then we certainly have major issues with acid reflux and GERD and leaky gut and all of those things. And really when, you know, you start doing a kind of a healing protocol, often you bring in those herbs, you know, I think a lot of people don't necessarily think about it because it comes in a supplement form, but really those are just herbs in this supplement form. And I've met very few people who don't need some level of gut lining loving, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. and, and, you know, as you mentioned, and I'm really glad you mentioned this because I try and explain to people, you know, the gut lining, if you kind of, if you imagine goes from your mouth down to your anus and mm -hmm. it's just kind of one long tube right? That that's happening there. And that lining is kind of similar to our outer skin, but even more susceptible to damage, mm -hmm. right? We have like multiple layers of our outer skin to protect us and it's a lot less going on inside. And so you can see how it really can be damaged easily, especially from um, inflammatory foods and things like that. And so I can't imagine there's a person that doesn't need that support. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel like everyone can do, there's always, you can always do a little better. You could always do a little worse, you mm -hmm. know, but mm -hmm. I think it is wonderful to just find ways that you can weave it into your life to improve your gut microbiome, because it is something everyone could stand to benefit from a little improvement. So a couple, right. something that came to mind as you were talking is uh, the idea of an herbal pesto. Mm. So use something like, um, just thinking of how our um, most people don't have enough hydrochloric acid in their stomach, especially if there's a chronic illness, part of that underlying cause is oftentimes um, low hydrochloric acid. And so that can be connected to um, a zinc deficiency. Mm. So you could make a pesto with some pumpkin seeds, which are mm. really high in zinc. Mm -hmm. You could add in some dandelion greens. Um, oftentimes you can get that at different grocery stores, mm -hmm. or if you have a yard, yard. That, <laughs> that sprayed with chemicals, you yeah. could harvest your own dandelion yep. greens and that's yep. free medicine. Yep. Um, you know, you could do dandelion greens. You could add in a little bit of garlic, which is a great antifungal, antiviral mm -hmm. element, a little bit of Himalayan sea salts that has like trace minerals, some really wonderful organic olive oil, a little mm -hmm. squeeze of lemon. Um, I sometimes will do like roasted, um, 
roasted sunflower seeds. They just mm-hmm. give it a little bit of that nutty, cheesy quality. Mm-hmm. Um, so instead of Parmesan cheese, if people are going dairy free, because mm-hmm. that can sometimes be supportive, you know, for for a limited time or extended time, depending on um, what's going on. But yeah, I think an herbal pesto, I'm always trying to figure out how to make food my medicine. So, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. that's an easy way you can add in a lot of those different elements of the bitter, the salty, the sour, bringing in those different flavors. And, you know, you could even puree in a little bit of sauerkraut to add it, mm. you know, make it a living food. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm always trying to have more alive food that's alive, making different ferments and things is just so supportive for our gut microbiome. Um, you could easily make a little food sprinkle just with some nettle. I do like a nettle gomasio. Mm. So you can use sesame seeds. So that are, those are really high in phytoestrogens as mm. well. So you could do sesame seeds, ground nettle, ground uh, seaweed. I was going to say, get, the, get some of the iodine in there, right? Yeah. And yeah. seaweed is wonderful. Yeah. It acts as this amazing uh wound healer as well Mm. so if you have like a cut on your hand Mm. and you have some seaweed you can just dampen the seaweed i wouldn't want to do the wasabi seaweed but um, (laughs) yeah not a good idea any kind of seaweed you can just put it on a cut and it helps it to heal it's wonderful for uh after a birth postpartum Mm. women you know as they're healing their perineum if there's any tearing Mm. just a little seaweed applied to the perineum is the fastest way to heal that tissue because it's full of cellulose and it's just full of those vitamins minerals and helps the skin come back together so seaweed and if you're thinking of what things are doing externally internally that is amazing so i love adding in more seaweed to our diet because mm-hmm. yeah it has that iodine those trace minerals that demulcent quality it's just so coating and soothing and supportive yeah. so yeah oftentimes people are like oh what can i do to make my skin better if you want to make your skin better make your gut better like mm-hmm. the gut is the empress of the body when you take care of your gut you are taking care of all parts of yourself you will sleep better mm-hmm. you will have more exciting libido you will mm-hmm. think more clearly you will just feel better in general you know yeah. like when you take care of your gut you take care of everything so um, i love just doing things to support our belly health yeah well, and, you know, going on about the seaweed too, you know, I definitely find that a lot of women are deficient in iodine. Um, mm-hmm. And we can see that in terms of fibrocystic breasts, ovarian cysts, even fibroids. That's usually mm-hmm. a pretty good indication if you have some growth like that going on that you're deficient in iodine because we're not really getting it in our diets very much, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, such a huge help to get the, that seaweed for sure. And, and, um, you know, if you add some Brazil nuts in, then you're going to get the selenium that supports, yeah. supports your thyroid too, um, along with, you know, utilizing the iodine properly. So I did have a question about a couple questions. Yeah. Um, so when you're talking about using seaweed on the perineum, I'm just mm-hmm. thinking about a client that I have that has had um, there's definitely, we're working on candida and everything, but mm-hmm. there's a, a, 
an itching that she has in that area. Do you think seaweed would be useful for that too? Seaweed would be amazing. Okay. Yeah. One, one thing she could do, uh, she could make an herbal tea. So mm -hmm. things that might be supportive. I, I love witch hazel mm -hmm. is nice and kind mm -hmm. of tonifying rose, lavender, seaweed, you know, I mean, I can think of a bunch of other plants that could be supportive, but just starting with something simple like that, even just rose and seaweed mm -hmm. and just put that in a jar, pour mm -hmm. some boiling water on it mm -hmm. and then let it sit for at least 20 minutes, but okay. longer could be nice. Okay. And then put it in a spray bottle. She mm -hmm. could use it as a spray. Mm. She could use it as like a poultice, just like, you know, stick mm -hmm. it on there for mm -hmm. a minute. Mm -hmm. <laughs> feel the herbs like really pressed against the body. You could use a, a little muslin pouch, uh -huh. put the herbs in a muslin pouch and dampen that and place that against the perineum. You know, you could use a pad mm -hmm. that you're just mm. soaking with that solution or with mm -hmm. those, you know, those herbs. And some people like cold therapy, some people don't. So mm -hmm. I think depend, listen to your own body. Like, mm -hmm. I think if cold sounds like that sounds like heaven do it like mm -hmm. think, do what feels right for you you know mm -hmm. if if you're like that sounds like a nightmare <laughs> I'm not gonna I don't want any icicles against my body you know because sometimes people are into cold therapy and sometimes they're not right and if it feels good do it so yeah um, you know you go warm or cold with that but yeah okay. you could do a sits bath or a steam with herbs you mm -hmm. know calendula mm -hmm. rose lavender you know for that itching mm -hmm. can be so profound really mm -hmm. supportive okay yeah that was very helpful um and then the other thing i was thinking about when you were talking with the dandelion is it dandelion that you can make into a poultice to help pull things out of your body too like if you get something stuck in your you know whatever this whatever if you get a piece of wood or a piece of glass or something is it dandelion leaves i mean there's I there's a lot of really if you just go find a plant and like chew it in your mouth for a minute and like make a poultice yeah most plants will act like as a drawing you know yeah. as long as it's not like poison ivy or something yeah. don't do something toxic but yeah yeah, yeah. Um, most oh, maybe i'm thinking of plantain plantain leaves yeah is plantain that, is yeah, probably that's what it the is. one you know, like, yep yep mm -hmm. that's a more specific drawing mm -hmm. plant also really great and demulcent and soothing for the gut microbiome. Mm -hmm. but yeah, plantain is great, but dandelion would help too. I think okay. use what's around you. Yeah. You know, raspberry leaf would be great. That's is nice and drawing or pine, pine needles, pine pitch, like mm -hmm. so many good options. Yeah. Plants um, want to help us. Yeah. So look, look around you. I always find like what you need is oftentimes right there beside you. And mm. you just have to look over and be like, oh, there it is. <laughs> there <you are. laughs> There's my friend right there. There you are, catnip. Like, yeah. <laughs> I just needed to calm down and here you are with me. Oh, yeah. It's like, keep your eyes open, you know? Mm -hmm. it, it can be hard for us to do sometimes. And I like when you were talking, I was really feeling sort of the the magical aspects and the I guess the the mind frame that we're in when we're creating food too right mm -hmm. or creating um a tea or anything like that because that is an important part of the healing 
aspect of it too, right? Is that that energy that we're putting in as we're pulling these things together. And I could tell just in you talking about it, this sort of love and magic that you put into these combinations that you make. Um, Thank you. Yeah. And I, you know, I just want to encourage people listening that, um, in this sort of fast paced world, a lot of times we're just trying to like make food as fast as we possibly can. Right. Mm -hmm. And so you're missing out on that. You know, I'm not trying to be like whatever, super woo woo, but that ingredient of love, um, and just sort of connection with this, this food that nourishes you. And that goes really for all food, you know, it's just Mm -hmm. like, because no matter what for us to be here, you know, there is something that is giving up itself for us Mm -hmm. to be able to survive. Right. And so to be in gratitude of that. And also, you know, sometimes I like to tell my body, especially if something is off, you know, to say, you know, before I eat to instruct my body to use what it needs and Mm -hmm. let go of what it doesn't need. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I think this can be very useful too for women who may be stuck in sort of the, you know, diet culture mentality of like these good and bad foods and then feeling guilty when they eat these quote unquote bad foods, you know, mm-hmm. instead of, I know how easy it is to get caught in that because we have all these messages coming at us all the time. But if you are going to eat a food that you feel isn't the best for your body at the moment, say, you know, take what's good get rid of the rest and enjoy it from there. Yeah, beautiful. One thing my friend taught me recently that I love is just before you eat, just placing your hands over your food and just mm. saying, yum. It's kind of like ohm. I like ohm, yeah. Blessing. yeah. It takes one second and, you know, you maybe don't have to say it out loud if you don't want to, but right. just like yum. Yeah. And just. I think it really harnesses that idea of bringing in the magic, the delight of food. Like, oh my God, this is going to nourish me and taste so delicious. Like, even if it is a Twinkie or something, yeah. like whatever, just releasing the guilt and just enjoying it for what it is. I think releasing shame about food is so important. Mm-hmm. And one flower essence that I love for that mm-hmm. is pine. It just helps mm-hmm. to release any guilt Mm. or shame about anything. And it's just like this total self-acceptance, loving, like whatever you want to do is wonderful. Whoever you are, you're wonderful. Like, it's Mm -hmm. just this, you know, when you think of a pine tree, like I was actually meditating with a pine tree and it's the thing that made, that was like, you should start a podcast. Ah, I love it. <laughs> but, but yeah, pine flower essence. If people are struggling with guilt, which I find with food is, and in our culture, like I joke, instead of adding fluoride to the water, we should add pine flower essence <laughs> because there's so much guilt and shame in our culture. And what if we didn't have that? What if we were just like, just living our lives, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yep. What mm-hmm. feels right. Mm-hmm. Imagine that. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, let's imagine it. Yeah, I like it. So let's talk a little bit about because there's you know quite a few listeners that are in perimenopause that listen to the podcast or are mm-hmm. on the verge of that, you know. So mm-hmm. I always let women know, you know, start thinking about these things in your early to mid thirties, because then you'll be ready on a different level. So what are some of your favorite herbs for women at this time of life? Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, sister. 
I'm I'm 43. So oh, we're the same age. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah. So I'm in that window with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, some herbs that I love at this time, Shadavari. It's mm-hmm. known as She of a Thousand Husbands, which sounds rather exhausting, but it's just kind of <laughs> But it just brings in this female energy. It's very supportive for the nervous system and helps you to kind of drop into that parasympathetic realm Mm -hmm. so that you can relax more, but also gives you more energy. So it's kind of, it's known as the female version of ashwagandha. Okay. If people may be more familiar with ashwagandha. Mm -hmm. So um, they're both these beautiful adaptogens oftentimes used in Ayurvedic medicine. So I Mm -hmm. love Shadavari is a beautiful plant. Ashwagandha, again, is a great one as well. It is a nightshade. So some people mm-hmm. are reactive to ashwagandha. Mm-hmm. I find that more commonly than with Shadavari. So Shadavari is just a beautiful tonic and wonderful for fertility and just bringing in that revitalizing energy. Again, I love just things that give us lots of nutrition. So Mm -hmm. nettles, raspberry leaf and motherwort, you know, just supporting our heart. Mm -hmm. Um, I love hawthorn and godu cola is a beautiful herb for supporting our, our brain and our circulation. It's oftentimes given to children in India as they're going back to school because it helps with those like new school nerves. Ah. But I think it's great for any times of transition and helps the body with collagen production as well. Um, so it's great for our brain and our connective tissues. Um, it's an easy thing to add to tea. It's a little bit bitter, but it's not too crazy. Again, the bitters like try to let yourself experience that once in a while Mm -hmm. or more than once in a while (laughs) on the daily (laughs) (laughs) every day do it Um, (laughs) but yeah you could add that to a food sprinkle like mixed in with nettle to sprinkle on your food or add it into a tea so I love go to cola another one that can be nice is dong kwai Mm. Um, it's a beautiful blood builder and helps to bring in more iron into the body. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it actually doesn't have iron, but it helps your liver to release iron into mm. your blood stores. So yellow dock and dong kwai are supportive for improving iron levels in the body and absorbing iron from your food more mm-hmm. readily. Mm-hmm. Um, so I love Dong Kwai. I like it in formula with other things. Mm-hmm. So oftentimes people think of Western herbalism as just being like one herb, but I, I never, I rarely never want to say never, but I rarely work with just one herb at a time. I'm really all about like creating a community of mm-hmm. plants to support me. Mm-hmm. So in, in, I have a little bit of Ayurvedic training, but mostly vital, vitalist Western herbal training. Mm-hmm. And, but an interesting idea in Ayurvedic medicine is oftentimes people will formulate herbs in odd numbers. So three, five, seven, or nine herbs together. So I always like to create formulas. So Dong Kwai mm. is one of those herbs. I love working with Dong Kwai, but always in a formula and usually in a decoction with other 
roots. So I like it with dandelion root, burdock root, a little mm. dong quai. You can do some cinnamon, clove. I like a little, you know, kind of like a chai style blend mm -hmm. is mm -hmm. nice. Um, but dong quai helps to build the blood. It's great for fibroids mm -hmm. and if people have low progesterone. It's not, if people are having really um, heavy, painful periods, I tend to put less in formulas or sometimes mm -hmm. leave it out of formulas just because it can sometimes cause more bleeding. More. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So that's just something to be aware of if people have really heavy cycles Yeah. Um, to maybe stay stay away from the Don Kwai. But in general, it's a beautiful tonic. Um, Tulsi. Oh mm. my God. <laughs> I, can't, I can't leave here today without mentioning Tulsi basil. So this is just such a beautiful plant. It's holy basil. It's mm -hmm. you know revered throughout the world and especially mm -hmm. Indian Ayurvedic medicine, but it's just helps our body adapt to stress. It's this soft, gentle, but strong plant. Um, it tastes almost like if blueberries and a basil were to kiss, mm. it's it has that flavor. So it's a little bit fruity, a little bit aromatic. Mm -hmm. So I love Tulsi basil just helps our bodies to feel more grounded, more resilient, more able to adapt to stress and is just so delicious. So I love Tulsi, Tulsi basil. You could do a really nice blend of Tulsi basil, hawthorn, rose, cinnamon, a little marshmallow root. Mm -hmm. That would be a really nice, delicious, supportive blend for someone. Nice. That was awesome. But <laughs> let's add on in terms of flower essences. Oh, yes. Some of your favorites are for perimenopause. Oh, yes. Great question. Um, I love walnut. It's mm. great for times of transition mm. as we're changing. I mean, I feel like we're always in transition, right. but walnut helps us to, you know, if you think of a walnut, it's kind of like this has this protection around it mm -hmm. and it helps you to feel more um, protected and grounded in what's true for you and not swayed by what uh, other people are encouraging mm. us to do. So it helps you to just be really true to your own self. Mm -hmm. uh, I also really love Larch for that confidence. Um, it just helps you to feel you're on top of the world and you've got this. Mm -hmm. You know, I think as we're getting older, our culture doesn't respect aging mm -hmm. so scared of it we're like I don't want to get old I just mm -hmm. forever and it's like no aging is awesome it's like, amazing I, yeah I am so happy yeah that I'm getting that I'm experiencing life and I'm getting to have these encounters and I'm learning things and I'm growing and mm -hmm. yes I have a few more wrinkles but mm -hmm. whatever you can always do gua sha add some collagen like drink there some cola tea like it's not the end yeah. of the world yeah yeah and so, it's okay to naturally age you know it's okay yes. it's because we have you know and I, I i could go off on a tangent forever about this and i won't but you know getting out of i think this the sort of patriarchal the idealism of you know younger women that 
look like they can, you know, are ready to give birth kind of a thing. And that being the standard beauty ideal because of that, you know, drawing in of the opposite sex. Well, we're in a time right now where I think that's changing a lot for a lot of people, you know, <laughs> whether you don't care about the opposite sex, whether you are, you know, I know women, especially at this age that are just getting divorced and they're actually the happiest that they've ever been. (laughs) They're like, I get to live my life in, you know, for me in a completely different way and just embracing everything that comes with aging and the beauty that comes with aging that is a different kind of beauty, you know? And it's like, you don't have to not, I'm not saying like you have to not feel sexy. I'm not saying you can't do any of the things that you want to do to feel good, but just really stepping out of the mindset around what has held up youth for so long. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And just, you know, where the, now is the time. Now is the time for all of us to sort of step Mm -hmm. into that and, you know, those wrinkles aren't always a bad thing, mm. you know? Yeah. As, yeah. as you say that, that idea of now is the time. One other flower essence I want to mention is clematis, mm-hmm. which is wonderful for just getting you right in the present moment and mm. adding in a little bit more playfulness and creativity. Because when you're in the moment, you really feel this moment is all there is mm-hmm. like, what can mm-hmm. I do with it? What can I do with this <laughs> moment? You know, so yeah. I, I love clematis for getting out of that like future thinking or future mm-hmm. dreading or past dwelling. Like, you know, clematis just brings us right into this moment right now. Ah, so beautiful, man. There's so many more questions I could ask you about herbs. <laughs> this is amazing. But um, let people know how they can get in touch with you. Yeah. So you can find me at time in the studio, uh, podcast it's on Instagram as time in the studio podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also find me at time in the And I have a course that's starting. It may be, it's probably already starting by the time this goes live, but, uh, savor the season. Uh, I'm planning to offer it again in January. Great. Um, so it's, Right now, it's a one-month container of learning about food as medicine, flower essences, and weaving more plants into our daily life to feel wonderful. Nice. That sounds so perfect. (laughs) And I, you know, um, I think, yeah, especially after people hear you talk about all this stuff today, they're going to be like, sign me up because (laughs) I want to feel that way too. So thank you so much for coming on and sharing your knowledge in this area. Yeah. I'm seriously like, okay, what herbs do I have in the closet right now that I want to pull out to make a tea as soon as we're done? So (laughs) I love that. Well, Christine, it was such a delight to get to chat with you and connect with you and Thank you so much for your beautiful questions and curiosity. And yeah, I'm just so excited to uh, have you on my podcast at some point soon as well. Yes, exactly. So we get to chat some more, which I'm happy about. Yeah. All right, you guys, I will see you next time. 